Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Chai Spirits, guys. I'm Parker, uh, joined again today by producer Jenny and uh, Chai Spirits guy, Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Hello. Happy Hello. to be here. Hello, Jenny. Hey. And uh, we're really excited today to talk about our first Irish whiskey on the pod, uh, Teeling Irish Whiskey. Steve, what do you think about Teeling Irish Whiskey? So I actually really have been enjoying Teeling Irish Whiskey. Uh, I've, I've only had their small batch, uh, which I think is what we're starting with today. Uh, but I would say, uh, it is definitely a staple of mine as far as the Irish category is concerned. Um, before the pod, I was, uh, regaling with, uh, one of my favorite local bars has a, uh, beer and a shot special, Tullamore Dew and a, and an old style classic Chicago mm-hmm. combo. Uh, I have made chums with a bartender there to swap that Tully with Teeling because I just like it a little bit better. Uh, ooh, I have actually a really interesting uh, take on some Tullamore Dew. That seems unfair to give it this podcast, but I'll bring it up in a little bit because it'll, it'll be very relevant um, shortly. But uh, let's, let's dive into the background on Teeling, as we like to do here. Uh, they opened in Dublin in 2015. Uh, they are the first new distillery in Dublin in over 125 years. Now, I don't know if anything else has opened since then, but uh, that is the information I found on that. I don't think so, but uh, if if something has, we are not aware, sorry, that distillery. But yeah, they were pretty exciting to have a new distillery open in Dublin. Uh, the family had originally set up a, a small craft distillery back in 1782. Um, so kind of interesting how... It came full circle. Was when I, when I was reading up on this, they ended up building the uh, the new version of the distillery, like kind of down the road from where the one was, you know, hundreds of years earlier. So that's, that's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, so many of these, especially in the European ones, there's like the, the deep family history is really cool. You know, it's like uh, oh, it's like ninth generation. Been, right. Been, it's it's super cool. Uh, they do no chill filtering, which you know. You kind of see a lot of nowadays. But yeah, uh, it's, if it's you're cool. uh, if you're doing whiskey proper, you mm-hmm. are not chill filtering anything. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're really big on forty six percent ABV. Because from what I can tell, everything they do is at forty six ABV, which honestly I'm not mad about. I mean, it's no, it's a nice median. Yeah, we're talking Irish whiskey. I know bourbon people people are, tend to like something. No, it's kind of over the place, but they tend to like hotter stuff. I like that for a percentage. I think that's pretty cool that they. they I, that. I generally like a mid nineties. Like I like I do like some of the hotter stuff, but like, mm. but when it comes to just sipping whiskey, like it's kind of a good sweet sweet spot for me. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, they're real big on innovative cask maturation techniques, which we're going to get into a little bit when we. Man, do that the... seems to be a theme on this podcast. I mean, we we like, or at least when I'm a guest, yeah, we we tend to like things that are interesting, creative. Mm-hmm. And also the coming to sample pack. <laughs> that, that doesn't hurt. To save me some money on samples. Now with proof, I will say the industry standard for Irish whiskey is 80 proof. It is. Is it pre- really? Yeah, it's pretty rare to actually see Irish go above that. Hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm actually pleasantly surprised to see that 40 uh, set so slightly, slightly higher, higher yeah two proof yeah because yeah, i feel like I, I always do feel like 80 is a little bit low for me on on most spirits but 46 like like get it to na- like up in the 90s like mm-hmm. that is much better for me 
I would agree with that. And Between I think 90 that comes, and 100. Comes from very avidly drinking straight spirits. Yep. After a while, that 80 proof, like, it's a little light. Doesn't it can taste be, like it much. It can be a little <laughs> bit of the lighter variety. Mm-hmm. You know, but having uh, recently done a, uh, a rum podcast episode where we were dealing with a lot of 80 proof stuff, uh, I wasn't mad about it. So. No, it... It has its place with rum, mm-hmm. 80 sure. proof, perfect. But uh, no, we'll we'll see how, how we feel about this uh, this 92 proof here. We've got three things we're trying today. The uh, the small batch, the single grain, and the single malt. And we are pretty excited to try these guys. They seem pretty different from what I can tell. So we're going uh, to see what we think. But first, just a quick break. All right, we're back. Getting ready to try some of this delicious teeling Irish whiskey. Hopefully it's delicious. I haven't had it in a while. I'm very curious because there's not a lot of Irish whiskeys that I'm like in love with. So like I feel like they're kind of fine. So I'm curious to try this one. Yeah. Hopefully this starts a whole Irish whiskey revolution on the podcast. We start doing more of them. Heck yeah. I support this mm. as a fan of Irish whiskey. <laughs> and a fan of the podcast. And a fan of the pod. So yeah, in front of us, we've got the small batch. Now, so uh, this is, it says it's finished in rum casks. Yes, it is. I am. That sounds like something Parker is excited very, about. I'm very excited about. It. I've I have purchased a few bottles of this in my life. Full disclosure, because I enjoy <clears throat> occasional Irish whiskey and I love a good rum finish. You love a good rum. And I, I've been known to enjoy a rum or two. Now I meant to ask this mm-hmm. during our uh, our sort of introduction of the Teeling name. Do we know is this Catholic or Protestant whiskey? <laughs> It makes a difference. I like how Steve always brings up religion somehow. I mean, with with <laughs> Irish whiskey, that I honestly did not research that. I'm very. I might have to look that up here in a second. Maybe at our next commercial break. All right. So I'm tasting this uh, small grain. That's delightful. The, you definitely get a little hint of the rum finish on there. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. There's definitely some some sort of spice on there. But it's got a little bit of sweetness. It's mm-hmm. got. I almost want to say a little bit of tropical fruit on it too. Like it definitely has some fruit on it for from sure. The, uh, from that rum finish. Maybe, maybe coconut. Maybe something more like a. Like a, I don't know, like a tangerine. I, just a hint I, of I feel like I was getting like apple. That could it, be. That could be. It is. It has a sweetness to it, mm-hmm. but again, at that slightly higher proof, it doesn't. Mm-hmm feel caramely it, it's no you're absolutely right because usually you know you get a lot of that caramel that's more of a bourbon thing though but uh you get a lot of that caramel i'm not getting that at all in here yeah this is this is a, an irish whiskey that i like so it's, that's a start <laughs> i would say a, it's very dry for an irish like they mm-hmm. tend to sometimes roll on the sweeter side this is yeah i don't always like the finish but I, i'm sure the rum helps me with that um are we doing single grain next? Yeah, I have a little bit on um, small no, we batch, can, though. I'd uh, like no, to I discuss. just want to. Yeah, but yes, grain. yes. Next up, we're doing uh, single grain. Um, small batch. So it's a grain and malt whiskeys are aged separately in in ex bourbon barrels and then married together in Central American rum casks for up to twelve months. So there is a lot going on. You know, talking mm-hmm. about that all the, makes sense in the intro about the uh, innovative cask maturation techniques. You don't. I don't think you see that a lot where it's. You're aging the grain whiskey and the malt whiskey separately, and then put it together, and then finish it in those uh, rum barrels. Yeah, that's definitely unique. So I'd like to also interject with some of the tasting notes from the back of the box here. 
because some of them I feel like we hit and some of them I just don't agree with. But they said on the new on the nose, spice and fruit notes mingle with an underlying sweet nose. The taste, I don't disagree with that. The taste, strong spice developing into a lush red berries. I didn't think the fruit was berry for me personally, but with so, drying tannin effect at the end and then the finish is a dry finish, like Steve said, dominated by wood and spice. Are you mm. reading the right tasting note? Because you're not. I hate to do this to you on li- a live air here. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> we will not. No, did, that's, that did, happened live. Um well, first of all, I saw you where you're reading. You're reading the single malt tasting note. Nope, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> yeah. My and fault. I, and I also have those tasting notes on my Oh, uh, is that where you got it from? Uh, I, well, I got it from their website. but I, Okay. Well, I, we're going to cut that out. Moving on. We mm-hmm. are going to keep that in. Uh, are you going to edit it? He might just. <laughs> Producer Parker, this is going to be a rough episode. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have done that on a few of our episodes. He has done a few. And they are rough. But I, I was going to say, I think I, I might be able to pick mm-hmm. those out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do a couple more notes in that small batch. Uh, roughly a three to one grain to malt ratio. So we're saying they, they age separately the grain and the malt whiskeys. So they when they marry them together, it's about three to one grain to malt. So three parts, probably a corn whiskey, one part malted barley. Is that what they're saying? Um, yeah, whatever grain they're using there, yeah, and versus mm-hmm. malt. Um and then the tasting note that they give on this is it's sweet, like on the nose, vanilla and spice with notes of rum. The tasting note, uh, sweet, slight, slightly woody, exotic fruit notes. And that's, I was definitely that's, getting that. That's where yeah. we're at, yeah. With a sweet, spicy finish. See, I don't get a ton of sweetness on the finish. I actually me get either. more of a dry palate for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. But uh, And I feel like I definitely get the spice undertones for sure. Oh, yeah. It definitely has some nice spice to but, it. But yeah, I get that sweetness up front and I definitely get that exotic fruit note. Yeah. yeah that was nice though. Like it's not too sweet. I could drink it neat. And that's again, like not my normal go-to. I would usually want an ice cube. Um, that's a, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will, I will say I enjoy this whiskey. I usually am doing shots of it. Oh. Like it's. Well, you know, I, I like it. To each his own. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's good enough to sip. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do a lot of Irish whiskey cocktailing. Me either, to be that's, honest. I just don't think that's how it works. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It doesn't I, seem like that's a thing that most people are messing with. But especially at the price point, I enjoy this Irish whiskey. What is the Agreed. price point? Uh, what's it like, 30 bucks? Okay. Yeah, it's right around take. the upper okay. 20s, mm-hmm. lower 30s yeah, 20, range. 25 to 30. I could handle $30. that. I like that it's finished in the rum casks because I feel like that really does... Like some of the flavors that come through on Irish whiskeys, I don't always love, and the rum flavors in there, I think, really made that one work for me. Yeah, there is another. I'm not going to mention brand that does sure. a rum finish that is really, really good. Well, I wanted to bring that up now. That Tullamardew, yeah, yeah is the one. one which that's yeah, the one. And you can bring it up. It's fine. I was, I was long, <laughs> I'm long a fan of. So kind of going back to, I just love a rum finish. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, their their rum finish, like their Caribbean cask, is also very good. But mm-hmm. this is great. I'm a big fan of this for the price point. Mm-hmm. Um, so next up, we've got the single grain. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a very unconventional mash bill for Irish. Yeah. So ninety five percent corn, five percent malted barley. That's uh, so bizarre. Which does lead me to believe that is corn in that uh er- earlier also my earlier thought. one. Yeah. yeah. And this one is finished in wine casks. Mm-hmm. Napa Valley Sauv. Really. Mm-hmm. Yep, triple distilled. Na- tri- Napa Valley Sauvignon Blanc, is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, my Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, so. Cab Sauv. Um, that's, ex- that's also cool. Matured <laughs> exclusively in cool. French oak, ex-Cabernet Sauvignon um, from Napa Valley. Wow, so it's very French. 
Like, mm-hmm. okay. But I mean, also American. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to be France over there. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. What do you What do you get on the nose? Wow. Um, unconventional is a good word. Mm-hmm. It's a little grainy. Or I get. Vanilla-y. I definitely. Yeah. It, it does have grain in the name. Vanilla. I mean, and the grain comes through in the nose. That yeah, that vanilla corn like. It almost smells like bourbon. I yeah, I was about to say I feel like I get some sort of light fruit note, but I'm not sure 100. percent 95 percent corn. It practically like is lemon? bourbon. Yeah. Does anybody it, else smell a little lemon? Like some. Citrus? Actually, yes, I do get that like yeah. a light zesty citrus on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a yeah. good note. Mm-hmm. Good find. Nice job, Jared. Hey, thanks. We ready to taste? Yeah, I, I, I already did. Yeah, I'm I couldn't sorry. help I, myself. Yeah, it was too good. This is funky. Yeah, this is not at all what I was expecting. No. <laughs> Ooh, spice. Uh, a lot of, yeah. A lot of sp- spicy finish. I'm still feeling the finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm fairly certain the folks here are uh, familiar with the mellow yellow, I believe, or whatever, the straight corn whiskey. Oh, yeah. That's actually not a it's, bad not a bad whiskey. Not is not a bad whiskey, but it's very unique, and it mm-hmm. remind. I'm getting mad uh, comparison similarities. This reminds me of my trip to the world's only corn palace in Mitchell, South Dakota. Hmm. <laughs> that it does not get more Midwest yeah. than a corn no. palace. If you guys are uh, traveling through Mitchell, South Dakota, I recommend you check out the corn palace. How could I not? Mm-hmm. I mean, what else are you going to stop at? That's also a good point. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you where we went was uh, we visited a wonderful monument in South Dakota, Mount Rushmore. I know. I think that's the other one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think I I think the spice I get is just like black pepper. Like I don't think it's anything. It does feel like a peppery spice. It's peppery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so, so their official tasting note here is like spice and fruit with a sugary note on the nose. Touch of spice, deep berry notes. Tannic influence creates short, dry finish. I guess I could see the berry in that one, but I... I, I disagree with their note on the finish. For one thing, yeah. I, I agree that there's a dryness to it that is mm-hmm. from the tannins. I thought it was a pretty long finish, though. I don't think... It was yeah, wasn't that definitely true. a long finish. It's lingering like, for me. I feel like there might be, like, on the berry note, like a, like a blackberry that's really subtle, but, like, I don't get a ton of that. It's all spice. Like, I just a spice bomb for me. Yeah, I get a lot of spice and a lot of just, I feel like I can just taste corn. Um, I think I, you're right. I hate to say it, that's not my favorite from them. Um, you know, I would agree with that. I would, uh, I prefer the first one. I would say the same. I, I don't think it's bad. It's just not something that I would like actively be, like if someone put it in front of me, I'm like, okay, I'll drink it. But mm. I'm not, I'm not reaching for it. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset about it, but it's yeah. not something I'm going to pursue in the future. Yeah. Yeah, not necessarily going to seek that out. All right, third here we've got the single malt. So this one is a 100% malted barley. So this should be vastly different than what we just tried. Yeah. Um, incredibly different. Um, it's matured and finished in five different types of wine cask. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Okay, so. So I'm going to list them off for you. And they, and they, and they marry <laughs> them all together at some point. But uh, they use sherry, port, Madeira, white burgundy, in Cabernet Sauvignon. 
And it is a combination of all of that that gives us this uh, this single malt. So they age them all separately? Uh, yeah. So they will, they'll age them all separately in those kind of barrels and mm-hmm. then marry it together. And blend it. In some, okay. in some sort of some uh, sort ratio. Of... I have no idea. Sure. I'm, I would assume that is a... Uh, Closely guarded secret yes. and the kind of thing you have to go to whiskey school to mm-hmm. be able to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. But oh, I, I'm fairly confident. Yeah. But they describe the result of this as a symphony of flavor. Which So I, I feel like this smells like... Sense. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Go on. I feel like it smells like a more traditional Irish whiskey. Yes. Like the other two are a little bit different and this one is a little bit more on point. I would... Uh, having mm-hmm. sampled... Many Irish whiskeys. This is very traditional. Nose wise. Nose, at least, yeah. yeah, immediately off the nose. Yeah, because you're going back to the barley. The first two yes. were, were heavily grain influenced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a very unique thing mm-hmm. for Irish whiskey. Malted barley and barley are usually the the go to grain. I'm gonna need a little bit more. I gave myself mm-hmm. a small taste, and I need more. The nose is amazing. I mean, yeah, what are you getting there? I'm getting some. It's more like light, light fruit. Light fruit, and light yeah, fruit. What am I? It's not citrus. I cheated a little bit, and I saw my notes. Uh, but I, but I seriously get it. Is fig? And fig I, is, I recently fig is a good one. I yeah. recently bought a pack of fig Newtons, so I have this hmm. in, in my repertoire now. <laughs> so good, by the way. I know they're fantastic. They're just so good. Classic. There's also a wonderful fig infused rye that I love from Journeyman. Uh, their field rye. Yeah, that is. So don't sleep so on fig. Put a pin in that, and mm-hmm. we'll have to do a. Uh, oh, that, don't worry, that's on the books. Uh, yeah, the journeyman episode. Yeah, I would love coming, to be around for that. Coming in like April. I wonder. Can that. we go there? Absolutely. Can we go there and interview somebody for the podcast? Let me get back to you on that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm gonna say tentative yes. Okay. So good, good plans for the future there. Yep. So anyway, back to our teeling single malt. Which I'm just so excited to taste. There's some spice on this too. Not as intense as the last one. Oh yeah, that's much a much more subtle spice on that. Yeah, the mm-hmm. last one was like I'm, I'm a little getting, in your face. I'm not getting pepperiness on that. Mm-mm. Um, I'm definitely getting some dried fruit. Yes, definitely vanilla, clove, yeah. Um so my I wanted to say honey initially, but I don't know if I agree with that um, anymore. I kind of I kind of get a little of that. Yeah, I can see that. My favorite grain in the world of whiskey is barley. Um, I I was on the Belvini episode. I I enjoy the Scotch. Uh, this is absolutely fantastic. It is yeah. a pure expression of what malted barley can be, and with mm-hmm. this. Five different types of finishes. It mm-hmm. hits flavors that I didn't know could come out through malted barley. Yeah, when they when they say that it's like, what did they say? It's like a, a, a symphony of flavor. A symphony of flavor. Yeah. I would agree with that. There's a lot going on on my tongue right now. Like, yeah, that for me, this is it I hangs around. Only drink this neat, and <clears throat> mm-hmm. each time I just want to look for something new. Yeah, like it's. Yeah, I, I think you'll get something different each time. I get a little bit of that tannin they were talking about from the uh, mm-hmm. one because there's definitely some cab influence on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which I'm not mad about. When done right, that is very good. I've had it. I've I've also tasted whiskeys that were finished in cab that were like over tanniny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That bite you. Yeah. Whereas yeah. whereas this is the right amount of that. Mm-hmm. This is oh yeah, that's really good. Yeah, this this bottle fucks. Oh, 
That's an official. This bottle fucks from Steve. Good yep. stuff. That is the. That, uh, that is that's a, how you know it's That's real. as great a stamp of approval as you can get here on Chai Spirits, guys. Yeah, and I try not to. Ma- I try not to throw that around all loosey goosey. But yeah, you got to save those for the important yeah. times. But that's a uh, wonderful, wonderful whiskey. I might have to go buy a bottle of this. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's quick review. I mean, so we we kind of we like the first one, weren't in love with the second one. The third one fucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that is the consensus here. Uh, I agree with it. Any, any, any dissent on that? Yeah, I mean, I might be able, mm, I might be able to give the uh, single grain to my significant other, and she might be able to cocktail that into something sure, yeah. that was absolutely spectacular. Uh, I don't think I have the skills to do that. It's just too unconventional, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I probably could too, but I'm also just kind of like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> um, I do I do think that last bottle is very, very good. But honestly, for me personally, if I was just choosing one to drink, I like the first one. I love that. Yeah. That that makes me smile because the their small batch flagship is solid. It's, it's just good. Yeah. And I feel like that's what I, I am looking for a lot of the times is just something to drink, you know, mm-hmm. like it, nothing that's spectacular, but just something that's cheap that I can, you know. Well, using the miracle of technology, I've just Googled um, Irish whiskey cocktails. And, uh, <laughs> so here's one that came up. It was like number four. A lot of things with coffee were the first thing they threw at me. but uh, mm, That makes sense. Sweeter side of life. This cocktail is called an Irish gold, which is a shot of whiskey, Irish whiskey, peach liqueur, and a hint of orange juice. Okay, so it's the Irish and then you And then, you, and then you, you, you finish it with a little bit of ginger ale. Okay. So kind yeah, of, I would mess with that. Yeah. Uh, ooh, and there's an Irish martini. No, I would mess with that. that uh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I think I'm good on whiskey that. Whiskey in your glass. Small touch. Okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, weird. in my opinion, the perfect martini is a glass of chilled dr- chilled gin that you drink while staring at a portrait of the creator of, of Vermouth. <laughs> yes, like, yes. That's. <laughs> you just got a, gl- a glass of scotch in your hand, looking out a window. Looking out a yeah, window. Exactly. The old Jack Donaghy. <laughs> uh, no, you know, I I would try that one drink. The rest of these, I'm not super interested in. There's another one that involves some blackberry that might be cool. I don't know. But uh yeah. oh, I love blackberry cocktails yeah. in like any fashion. So let's see. Blackberry black, black, and it's bramble. Called a, it's called a blackberry. Black oh my god, I love brambles. It, it's called yeah. a blackberry malt. Uh let's see here. Um they don't really go into detail on how to make it. It's basically blackberries and lime and Irish whiskey. So that would be good. Pretty sure. And actually, that's something I think that the single grain, the middle middle bottle, you could probably dress that up with something like that. Having said that, I get the feeling that that bottle is a little too expensive to be uh, to be what it is throwing in with blackberries and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it is what it is. Somebody likes it out there. I'm sure oh, yeah. they do. Mm-hmm. Just but, not uh, for us. But yeah, go out and buy that single malt. That's, yeah, if you learn nothing could, else from yeah. this episode, that's what to take away. And if you want a just a solid Irish to keep on the back bar, the uh, small batch mm-hmm. can't miss. Good to go. All right, guys. Well, as always, uh, it's been fun with you today. Uh, please add us at uh, Chai Spirits Guys. Uh, email your ideas, questions for the the guys at uh, Chai Spirits Guys at gmail.com. and uh, we look forward to seeing you next time here at Chai Spirits Guys. Cheers.